Welcome to the Honest Discussion, where we see things how we want them by first seeing things how they really are. So today, the Honest Discussion, we are tackling what are we consuming? But before we even get there, listen, for those of you who've lost track of where you are, it is 2020. It is 2020 because some of us have lost date, have lost track of the time, we've lost track of the day, we've tr- lost track of the month because we are in the middle of a global pandemic and we have been in lockdown for four weeks for some of us. You see, having, li- having, having lived this for um, four weeks now, I'm beginning to realise how easy it is to get sucked into listening to a continuous loop of bad news. You see, we need to start challenging ourselves. What is it that we are consuming? Is what we are consuming on a large scale, going to grow us, give birth to something that we will be proud of or something that will help us in our future. I'm obviously aware that there's so much pain and that we need to be aware and we need to be mindful and praying for for those in the frontline staff, for the heartbroken. We need to be, you know, cognizant of, of, of the numbers of deaths and praying for the sick and their families looking out for each other but in all this we need to take care of our mental health and taking care of our mental health is also checking just what our consumption is you see even the physical people say to us you need to check what you are eating on a physical level because some stuff may feel good but it's just not necessarily good for your physical body and I think that goes for spiritual health as well and I was reading this the other day and it said guard your heart above all else for it is the source of life it says guard your heart above all else for it is the source of of life. Another version says it like this, which I like. It says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And when I was thinking about this, guard my heart, because it affects who you are. It reminded me of a time when I was asked to speak in in Newcastle and I lived in Sheffield at that time and if you know anything about UK geography or you don't Sheffield is north of England and um, Newcastle is northern so it took me about two hours to drive from my house to where I was speaking in Newcastle and I took my daughter with me I used well before she moved to America I took her everywhere with me so we were going to it was on a Friday I was invited to go and speak and um, I'd had a long day and I hadn't really eaten much and so at the end of that day I got myself ready and I drove down to Newcastle. Now I'm not saying all of this in order to complain but it's just a backdrop to the story. So when I got there because I hadn't eaten there wasn't food had a wonderful time and we were heading back home and so I said to my daughter listen we need to stop somewhere so that we can have something inside of us. We need to eat something we haven't really eaten. I for one need some some food. I just needed something in my belly. 
And um, if you are aware or, or you have any knowledge of, of Northern England at all, you will know that the main road from my house in Sheffield to the Newcastle would have been the A1. And somewhere along there, whether it's halfway or maybe three quarters before you get to Sheffield, there's a place called Scotch Corner and it has a number of eating places. So in my head, I thought that's a good place for us to go because I have a choice of stuff to eat. And as we're driving down, it's like 10 o'clock at night and we're driving down the A1. I have already fixated myself on eating something when I get to the A, when I get to Scotch Corner and then I see this neon sign flashing and telling me the A1 is shut. I'm thinking, what? The A is shut. I've, A1 is shut. I've already made up my mind. I know where I'm having my dinner or well, midnight stack would have been at that time. And the car begins to, my car begins to divert us. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't trust my car at the best of times to divert me in the direction of home when I'm looking for food. So in we go off the main road, into the small roads. And I say to my girl, look, Zoe, I need you to be attentive. Now, I know you wanted to sleep, but you need to be attentive because anywhere we see food in this little country lanes, we are going to stop because we. I don't think I can last. I must have driven for about 10, 15 minutes and she goes, there it is, mom, there it is. Because as we came out of the country road, we came to a slightly bigger road and there was the golden arches. And she goes, there is McDonald's. Now, listen, I don't like McDonald's at the best of time I wouldn't it wouldn't be my food of choice but we are now in a situation where we've got no other choice and I'm like well we'll take this if we can and she's like mom yes let's swing it because I think she's hungry too so we head to this little retail park and everything in that retail park is shut except for McDonald's and I'm like well I'm not going to be picky I park my car in the car park it's 10 o'clock the car park is completely well not completely but it's very very empty so I park my car and as I come out of a car I look across to the entrance of McDonald's and I see this guy who in my mind I considered looked dodgy don't ask me the description of dodgy it was just that my sight to him in my head it computed dodgy guy now normally when I leave Zoe in the car what she would do is she'd click the door she'd click the lock so I would hear the click of the lock and it would make me comfortable that she had locked herself in and she was safe and I'd walk away and as I'm walking towards this guy I don't hear the click behind but I tell myself listen it's going to be fine I pass this guy go into the restaurant go and use the toilet do my business come back get myself some food and and then I exit the restaurant and as I do I look across to where I parked the car and the car is not there kid you not at this point I'm like I have never seen anything like this the car was there there was no car to the left no car to the right where is my car and then it hit me my daughter is in the car I begin to hyperventilate I go back into the restaurant and anybody who was looking at me I'm going listen I think I've lost my car I think I've lost my car and I've lost my daughter and nobody's really paying attention it's 10 o'clock they only stop to have a midnight snack why are you talking to me crazy lady so I come out of, of, of McDonald's restaurant to look again and the car's not there and the only way I can describe what I started doing was trotting I started trotting around following the perimeter of, of McDonald's of the restaurant I get to the to to the drive-through and I lap the cars I come back and I enter the same door that I had exited from and then I lose my 
mind. I am weeping. I am crying. I am trying to, I'm jumping the queue. I'm banging, asking for the manager. I'm like, you guys, I've got cameras. Can you turn your cameras on? I'm t I need my, somebody's taking my car. My daughter's in my car. And then they ask me, what's her name? Well, we call her Zoe, but her full name is Makuzo. At that moment, I've just gone back to the basics. I'm like, her name is Makuzo. I need you to find her. They've taken my car. And I just, it, it was as if time had stopped. And I hear somebody go, we need to call the police. I'm like, yes, let's call the police and they call the police and they're like oh do you think she would have driven it i think she can't even drive she's only 16 so i'm just at this point i'm just like i have just lost it completely and then i hear the policeman go how are you spelling her name ma'am and i'm thinking nah not today if you are like me and you walk around life with people thinking your name is strange we are not spelling her name i need you to find my daughter we empty the restaurant at 10 o'clock it must be about 10 30 going to about 11 now we are outside in the car park people are trying to console me i'm weeping at this point i don't know where i left my food then, to cut the long story short, it was like the parting of the Red Sea when this gentleman comes and he says to me, um, ma'am, is your car, and then he mentions the, the number plate of my car, and in that moment, <laughs> in that moment, I knew he had seen my car, and he, he said, well, if it is, then it's around the corner where, where you left it. Now, listen, there's a point in my story. In my defense, I have read about uh, the, the, the whole marketing strategy that McDonald had adopted, and that was they wanted every entrance and exit for customers to be the same, a uniform experience. So if you entered it from the left or the right, you would experience McDonald's the same. So when I look back now, I entered McDonald's from one entrance and I exited for another but because they look exactly the same when I looked across through the exit from the exit I'd entered I didn't see my car and to top it all off I didn't see the dodgy guy I'm using him calling him dodgy for the purpose of this story I didn't see the dodgy guy at that exit because he wasn't there it was the other exit he was standing at and at this point I get into the car and I heard late people when they found my car I, I could hear some people going are you kidding me did that just happen? And I got into the car and I'm telling you, it was the most surreal moment where I sat down. It was almost like I'd come back down to earth. I did make Zoe go back to go and get my, my food though. I mean, we, if I'd caused so much commotion, we weren't leaving that place that food, but that's besides the point. The reason I tell this story is this, is because at the time when I went through this when I went through this episode, when I, I caused drama in McDonald's, it's because I was an avid watcher of a show called Criminal Minds. I don't know if some of you have watched it. I love everything crime. And Criminal Minds, for those of you who haven't watched it, it almost pushes the boundaries of a realm of people who are warped in their minds. And in my head, because I had opened a portal and a realm that I was existing in, I'm not by any chance saying don't watch Criminal Minds. I'm saying for me, because I'd emptied the and opened a portal into a world of criminal minds. I had seen somebody who looked exactly like that guy who looked dodgy. And in my mind, I went straight away to this guy equals taking my kid, equals killing my child because I have seen it before. I didn't watch it once. I watched it all the time. I was consuming that stuff. And in the end, I began to relive it 
into my day-to-day life. What am I saying? I'm just saying at this time, just, just watch what we're consuming. Just make sure that whatever you're consuming, you don't end up like me, where you lose your mind in McDonald's car park because you think you've lost your car and your kid. To listen to our previous podcasts, please go to lifewithleah.co.uk and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Life with Leah.